My name is Adam Taft-Lambert, and you are listening to the Good Market Live podcast. Welcome to this episode of Good Market Live. If this is your first time tuning in, from all of us here at Good Market, we're glad you made it. You belong here. For the first week of the podcast, we wanted to do something special. Here at Good Market, we believe in the power of great storytelling. The incredible stories of the brands doing good around the world is at the core of everything we do. To help showcase that love of storytelling, we decided to interview the authors who helped write the Good Market story, Mary Beth Tripus and Harry Cunningham. To start it off, I caught up with Good Market founder, Harry Cunningham, as he readied an empty Soho storefront in preparation for Good Market's first New York City location to learn more about Good Market's history and hear about how it all got started. We're so happy to have you with us on this episode of Good Market Live as we share an amazing story from our community of creators dedicated to doing good. So yeah, we're here at what will soon be Good Market Soho. Yep, here we are. How are you feeling? Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's sort of surreal, actually. It's a little bit crazy to think that, you know, and what are we a couple weeks away, um, that this place is going to be brought to life again. And I think like, for me, I've had the opportunity to work on a lot of really great spaces and create a lot of really great spaces, but the best ones, the, the ones that are most sort of fulfilling to me are always the ones that I feel like have a soul and, and I get to kind of bring that soul back to life. And like, I felt it when I walked in the door today here, I was like, this is right. Like, this is, this is, this is so good. Like, yeah. It's just like, it's just, it just feels right. And, and I think that that's sort of been probably, I've been excited about this store since we even talked about it a few months ago, but I don't know that it actually hit me until I pulled up today. Walked in. But I sort of got that same feeling today when I walked in that I got when the, when the sign went up in Fort Wayne, it was like, I got it. I done this. I know what I'm doing. Blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, like just something hit me differently. So, and then I walked in the door and I felt great. And then I went right back into my mode of like, okay, who goes where? What do we do? How do we make this work? So yeah, it's it's the classic Harry. It's crazy. The classic Harry. It's what we do, right? A thousand miles an hour. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see this when it was the Bear Bradley store, but walking in here now, soul is the right word for it, and it's sad to think that this has been sitting empty for however long i guess almost a year a little over a year yeah a little over a year so i'm sure the the space itself is excited to get good work today yeah i think so i think it'll be happy we're here i think so too so what i want to do with this one is really introduce you and then i'll I'll talk to Mary Beth a little later on, but introduce you and Good Market and the Good Market Live podcast. Cool. So similar to what we we will be doing with some of the founders, um, just like a a quick rundown, what got you here? Yeah. Where are you from? What what you did before and and how it got started? (laughs) I'd say first and foremost, it's weird to be on this side of the microphone. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, because I, you know, it, it's it's not in my DNA to t- sort of tell my story. I really like telling other people's stories, um, but my story is just my story, whatever. It's just like my life, like doing my job. But um, what got me here? I think a, a lot of craziness, a mind that doesn't think in normal ways, 
um, a family of storytellers through education or whatever, because Southern people like to tell stories. Um, you <laughs> yes, know, Southern, Southerners are always good storytellers. Um, and I think deep down in there too is um, this, this weird little part of me that is different than the rest of my family, whereby my grandfather had his little chain of local community dry goods stores. And nobody really talked about it much. It was in the 30s, 40s. And somehow I got a little bit of that gene in me of like bringing communities together. And sure. so I think that that was what he did with his store was all about, it was like the centerpiece of the community. And for me with Good Market, however we landed on all of that, and, and I know we've talked about that before you and I have, and we can cer certainly talk more about it today. At the end of the day, I think in its rawest form, it really comes back to, for me, that, that, that like we talked about soul, that kind of heart of storytelling, bringing people together, um, that that's kind of what's been so exciting for me to kind of see this come to life is like, I get to do all of that. And also, by the way, all of this amazing good stuff to help people, which is, you know, and maybe even that's part of my Southern heritage too, because I think in the South, it's a, it's a gracious population. They're, sure. you know, hospitable population. Um, so I mean, bringing all that together. Plus, I mean, the fact that we're here in New York city, which is literally like my second home, my home away from home. Um, the place where my kids were born, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty darn cool. So, and it's a lot. Yeah. Well, people are out yeah. walking around. It's a lot. Good. People are there. People are happy. I Weather's just, great. You know, well, it's going to be a little hot today, but that's okay. It's great now. Take the hot yeah. with the cold. <laughs> Take the hot with the cold. Yeah. I think one of the things you mentioned about the, all the brands coming together, it's, it is a community and that's definitely something that we've, we've talked a lot about is the storytelling aspect. I know that was really important yeah. to you and Mary Beth when you guys were formulating the idea of what this is going to be because it's easy to bring a bunch of brands together and sell yeah. products. It's not easy to have a bunch of products that are telling great stories that you can bring together. And more often than not, a lot of brands will tell a story that they want to believe yeah. or maybe they think is the right thing. And just working with, with Good Market and the brands that we have, it's incredible to hear what's actually being done by these brands. Yeah. Um, the, the story piece is, is really mind blowing. And I know, and you know this, you know this phrase really well, good people, great products, exceptional causes. Um, I, I feel like there, there had been maybe even pre-pandemic, um, certainly pre-pandemic, but maybe even a little bit during pandemic, this belief that there, there was this kind of commerce world that was just about great product. Um, our approach is very, very different that yes, the product is great and we're very thoughtful in how we curate the product, um, but the great product or, you know, that, it doesn't stand alone. The great product starts with good people and finishes with exceptional causes. And, you know, pulling all of that together really does round out the story. So I could tell you all day long about product X, about the, the qualities of product X, but when sure. I actually get to tell you about the person that had the idea for product X and the person whose hands went into making product X and the person who was gonna eat that night because you bought product X, and that's like, like literally give me goosebumps. Like that's a whole different thing. Um, and, and I think you're right. Like anybody can bring product together. 
right? And, and anybody can curate product. And I don't, I would never by any means say that I or we are the best curators of products of assortments. I, I think we do a, a pretty good job. I'm super pleased with what we have. But, but you're right that not everybody can place as much value or does place as much value on telling the, the full 360 degree story. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm super proud of that. I love it. And I think that if we could accomplish something that would make other people start to tell stories more, and that's that just, you know, sort of the icing on the proverbial cake, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you bring up a good point. And so you work for Vera Bradley and Good Market is, I, I suppose the best way to say it is a startup yeah. that's within Vera Bradley. Totally. Um, yeah. But what you were saying about bringing together products with great stories and having the storytelling being the emphasis, that's not normal. Like no. that's not the way that, you know, no. retail companies generally, <laughs> that's not the, the avenue. So, no. so when you and Mary Beth were doing this, what was the internal conversations like? Yeah, it's funny. There was never any disagreement about us telling the stories. That was all literally from the beginning. That was what we wanted to do. Um, and, and everyone was on board. And, and I mean, there was nobody to be on board. It was like Mary Beth, me, Rob, <laughs> like just, we're just like doing it. Yeah, just go figure okay. it out. So yeah. it wasn't about even getting people on board. It was more, and I think it's still is today, it's just like, it's the right thing to do. And, and you know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into this. And I, I mean, that's, a, that's such a, maybe a bad comparison, but there are people's lives that are literally being changed in, for the better because of this product, because of the blanket or because of the bib or because of the bath bomb or because of whatever, um, that it was never not a thing. And, and I think that maybe that comes from, like I said earlier, like I, I like to hear stories personally. Um, I don't like to read them. I have a hard time reading because I, I don't have the patience to sit and read, which is, which yeah. is a bad thing knowing, you know, I mean, you and I've gotten to be such good friends now and I'm like, I, I would love to read your book, but I'd rather have you just read it to me. I'll send you the spark notes. <laughs> you can send me that, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think that hearing those stories was always a, a part of the DNA. And, and honestly, even with Vera Bradley, like the Vera Bradley story is such a beautiful one too. So it was part of what was already there. And I think from the beginning, when we said that we wanted to bring brands together that were doing good, it was because of the purpose-driven foundation of Vera Bradley and the, the cause-driven foundation of Pura Vida that were already part of our corporation. Right. And at the same time, we were able to take that commerce piece and pair it together with the personal piece of us liking to tell stories and liking to hear stories and liking to know things. Um, so it, it was never up for discussion. It was always, it's, it's literally price of entry. And probably what's been really fulfilling for me as of late, as we've been adding new brands and, you know, remember we started with 34 and then we added a couple more and then we've added a couple more and now we've added, I don't know, 15 more and, you know, five or 10 more coming all the time. It always goes back to when you talk to those founders and you tell them that you want to tell their story, it, it becomes much, much more special for them that they realize that the reason that they were doing it is never to get rich. Right. right. At least financially rich, but it's absolutely to 
to, to support something that they believe in, to support something that means something to them. They found their purpose, whatever that be. And I think about, you know, Michelle at Bellatuna, like finding her purpose at a, at a great point in her life. She had a tragedy. She found her life's purpose as a result of it. I mean, I, I have an interesting story to tell. I like my own personal story. So, you know, there's all those things that it's, so it's never been a topic of conversation other than this is what we do, period, yeah. full stop. Well, it's, it's interesting too, because the stories are so varied, even from a couple of the founders that we've talked with, it's, there's certain themes that run, mm-hmm. but no two stories are alike, yeah. just the same way that no two people are alike. Um, and seeing the way, whether it was someone wanted to build a legacy like Michelle or mm-hmm. somebody wanted to just do something great and help a cause like Bob at Santa Claus Masters, or if somebody, you know, here's a product that I can make really well. Yeah. Mud Love is a great example. Yeah. And now it's like, I can use this product that I make really well yeah. to make a bigger impact and rather than just selling product i can impact the world and and i think adam it's funny that's part of what the aha moment was for me is what i do is design spaces and create environments and i like to think that i know how to find good products what i've been able to do is use all of that skill to help all of these people do exactly what you're talking about in an even better way so like we're just the catalyst. That's all. We're just, you know, the ones that give them a little bit more juice to go. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, to be fair, I think that, that what Good Market is doing is also very unique in the sense that all of these brands have a purpose and are doing things on their own. But when they come together, yeah. and I, I think we really noticed that at the opening in Fort Wayne on Impact Day, where different founders were talking to different founders and it was, Oh, how are you handling like Instagram marketing or like, what are you thinking about this strategy for business? Um, And then also having the full weight of Vera Bradley coming in and saying, here are some doors that we can open. Here's, here's some, you know, resources that we can offer to help make what you're doing even more impactful. I I think it's interesting that you bring that up and, and I say, I think a lot. So it's because I do think a lot, but maybe too much. Sometimes there, there were a couple of things that happened all, all around that time that told me we were doing the right thing. Some of them super simple. Some of them people didn't even think about others that maybe were a little bit deeper. Um, you touched on one where we could bring, you know, these brands together in ways that we never anticipated. Um, I remember the first dinner we had, there were three or four or five of the brands there. It was like hardcore COVID times. We didn't know how people were going to respond. They were like, yeah, we're in, we're coming. And and four and a half hours after we started, people were still there talking. And I realized <laughs> that, you know, these people that didn't know each other were coming together and sharing ideas, just like what you mentioned. Yeah. So I think all of that was a, a good one. And we've done a lot to be able to kind of keep building on that. Um, as you mentioned, this is a startup. It's not, it doesn't come with massive budgets. It comes with no budget. We're just figuring stuff out. And I remember like you and Megan have been there from the beginning with me working on all this stuff. And I wanted, wanted you guys to be there. And I was like, love you to be here. We, we, we can't even afford to buy you a ticket. <laughs> right. And you guys were like, screw it. We're coming anyway. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get there. 
Um, I remember a, a lady that communicated with us on grand opening day and she found us through Instagram and, and who knows how she even found us through Instagram because she was five and a half, six hours away. And she sent us a message on that first night. And she said, Hey, are you guys going to be open on Saturday? We want to come down. And I wrote back, yeah, we're open. We're open every day. And she goes, great. We're driving down. And Which is also great that you are the one responding yeah, right. <laughs> to those Instagram DMs. <laughs> That's how scrappy we were. Like, there's, right. at the time, like, Danae was with us, but there was no, like, we didn't have, like, this robust team of people yeah, responding, no, right? There's no, like, corporate strategy. Whoever's responding. Yeah. Like, somebody got to respond. And and then she showed up on Saturday, and it was, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and I was like, holy moly, this lady drove her family five and a half hours to come and see what this was that we were putting together. And she shopped and turned around and drove back home. And like, <laughs> like, I don't know that there's like maybe ice cream could get me to drive five and a half hours, but I'm staying overnight. <laughs> right. And that'd be very good ice cream. Yeah. Really, really good ice cream. So like that's the, all of those things, like those are all really special moments to me that have said we're doing the right thing. Just keep going. Just yeah. keep going. And, and, you know, we get, there's days that you're like, how am I going to get, how am I going to ever get done what I need to get done today? And how am I going to return 10 phone calls? And how am I going to get to, you know, kiss my kids before they go to sleep? And how am I going to get to have dinner? My yeah. wife's been cooking and I can't call and tell her, Hey, I can't come home and eat. Like, um, and not that she, I don't expect her to cook by any means. So I don't want that to be taken the wrong way, <laughs> no. but God bless her. Like, that's one of the things she's really, really one of the many things she's really good at. And, and it's like, how do you keep doing all that stuff? And, it's just like you just keep going because you know that those things are there and people are counting on you to keep you know doing it for them so yeah and it, i don't know if that answered your question but it know. does and, and you also brought up another really great point is about the support systems that that obviously we have as as people working on the project but it's also and this touches on a, on one of the things that has really been impressed upon me about being a part of good market is how much good is actually happening so yeah yes there are brands that are doing good and you know we can run the list of, of yeah. how much so what many. the impact is and, and mm -hmm. how the support is happening but also talking to some of the founders it's their children are seeing the way that they're doing it. yeah that they're handling themselves with the business. And so they're seeing a world in which it's not business profit first, it's yeah. philanthropy and making sure that things are, are better than the way that we found them. Yep. And so it's a whole new generation that's seeing this world, but then at the same time, and I know we've talked about this, it's people like you and Mary Beth and Rob who have the experience in this world that can come and explain some of the nuances of, of how to, to do things right. the right way. And in, well, at least a way, <laughs> a way, yeah. the right way we try for the right way. We hope for the best, but yeah. And it's these, these intergenerational growth patterns that are, that are changing things. And, and you know, that even it's vertical and horizontal. I mean, even working on this project has changed my life immeasurably. It's been amazing. And, um, Megan, who's, uh, helped with all the creative is one of my good friends. And so yeah. it's been really special to share what we're doing with all of our friends and our family and spreading that out. Um, so
so it's just been a really unbelievable process of good yeah that's been being spread around <laughs> it's kind of crazy um i think it's it's funny you talk about intergenerational or, or cross-generational um i i didn't realize even personally how uh, it was impacting my family but i had a, a mental health tragedy early in my life my my dad had some mental health challenges and took his own life when i was eight and it's something i couldn't talk about for a long time i was embarrassed by it all that all that kind of stuff that hopefully even some of the work that we're doing today is helping people not feel that way. But I think one of the things that my wife and I have very much taught our children is that something like mental health is, it's an okay thing. Like mental health is just a chemical imbalance, like any other problems that people might have. And um, just like a week ago, I was talking to my son and he said, you know what, dad, he's like this kid that is like he's hyper athlete, which clearly he didn't get from me. Um, he, he wants to be either a, a soccer commentator, so he likes a good microphone, which is cool, or he wants to be in politics somehow, senator, something, whatever. Great. You should Ambitious. go do that. Ambitious. I love it. Um, but he said, you know, Dad, when I get older, I want to do something to help make people aware of mental health, and I want to do it in honor of your dad. I'm like, that's freaking cool to me. Like, I never dreamed through what started now probably a year ago to where we are today. I never dreamed that, like my kids know what I do. They've been around what I do. They, they've been a part of the windows that I've created at Saks. I mean, like they know, they've grown up around all this. I never dreamed through this entire good market process that it was impacting them in such a dynamic way. I knew my daughter loved it. She was there helping us set up. Um, you know, and my wife and I are very open with them about, you know, we tell them what's going on. We tell them what I'm working on, what she's doing. We're very, you know, we're very, we're very uh, uh, conversational family. Sure. But I had never said to either one of them, Hey, you should learn from these people or Hey, you should. so literally the fact that he just picked that up, just exposure, just through exposure, like amazing. Like now we're actually are changing. And, you know, there's a, I won't mention the name, but there's a, a speaker, that I heard speak a few years ago, who said that my children's generation, the generation, and I would argue maybe it's even the generation behind you, right? The generation behind us will be the first generation that will be not as wealthy as their parents. And while financially that might be true, I actually think emotionally it's the total opposite. And so while we're impacting that generation and giving them exposure, hope to hell their generation is helping my generation open their eyes to the good that can happen in the world and the good that, you know, is really inside people. Definitely. So, yeah. All this, this inclusivity that we are, we are really growing and nurturing, you know, if we can keep that inclusivity going, you know, that's, that's the good. There's so much more, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, we don't even know what we can accomplish because exactly. it, it has, right. that hasn't been the way that yes. things have gone before. So I agree with you. It's, it's easy to be pessimistic, but I'm very optimistic about the generations <laughs> that are coming up yep. and coming after us. Me too. Sorry for the background noise. We're, you know, we're in New York. We there's, are in New York. People are... backing up. There's <laughs> always the, 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 the one truck backing up. No matter what, you're going to hear it. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, you're also getting a space ready. Yeah. You're getting the space ready. How are you feeling about it? I, I mean, it's weird. Like we talked a little bit at the beginning about this soul. It's like, 
it's funny to me that I remember when we built this out as a Vera Bradley store, um, it's sort of, uh, it's that same feeling magnified. Like I remember then it was exciting and fun to be creating a new retail space, but this is like, okay, yeah, we're doing a new retail space at, at a whole different, you know, maybe in a whole different um, ballpark, if you will. Um, so yeah, it's funny that I can already picture it in my head. I can see um, the product that's only half the story sitting on the shelves and I can see you know, the, the barista standing behind the upcoming cafe, you know, making hot chocolate. Like, I, I know that stuff is already, it's like, I don't know how that happens, but it's like, I can already see it. I can already feel it. I can already feel the good energy. Um, I mean, you asked about Wi-Fi. No, the Wi-Fi is not here, but it's like the music's already playing in my head. Yeah. The, the, the crowd is here. It's going to be fantastic. I hope so. I'm just really excited to be able to show it off <laughs> in New York. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. You can come and shop now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I mean, it's exciting for me to know that you, you know, it's funny to hear you say that you and Megan have been able to tell the story to your friends. Um, but it's exciting for me to know that now you can bring them here and show them what it is like in real life. It's not, it's not just something living out, you know, in the, in the, on the interweb. Right. <laughs> it's not just Megan and I. No, it's you guys like making up stuff, blah, blah, blah. It actually is a real thing. I mean, and it, it's funny, like the, the, just the graphics being up on the window, that whole Soho good thing that, I don't know, that was one of those weird things that hit me like a freight truck. It's like, oh, it's, it's so good. No, it's actually Soho good. And then it showed up on, you know, this super like mega followed Instagrammers, like her feed. Like, Unreal. She liked the graphic, like, great. It's cool. There's nothing. It's just some letters on the glass. So yeah, it's it's fun. I'm excited that we're gonna have it here, and, and we get to introduce it to so many more people. Well, I, I know you got a lot going on with the store and and the website and some other things going on, but what does Good Market look like next year, <laughs> five um, years from now? What's dude? I, I wish. Think about it? Yeah, all the time. I think about it all the time. Um. In, in the most perfect world, I think it looks like something that can be in, in all the right communities, not just in the country, but maybe even around the world. Um, I think, you know, we're impacting people around the world already. Why can't we take these stories around the world? Doing good is not limited to just people within our 50 states. Um, people want to do good everywhere. And I, I believe that there is good in everybody. People are taught to be bullies. They're not, they're not taught to do good. That's inherent. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think that none of this is nothing tomorrow isn't for sure. Right. But a year, five years, 10 years from now, if we are doing good all over the world, and the world is responding by changing the way that it produces products and changing the way that it hires labor and changing the way that it feeds children dude like what more could we ask for i i don't we don't need to have the biggest fanciest most stores ever great if we do that's fantastic yeah what we need to do is tell more stories to make more people aware of what they can do and so at, at the heart of it all i want people to learn more 
And a year from now, I want a million more people to know the good stories. In five years from now, I want 5 million more people to know the good stories. And I mean, just that's, I don't know. That's that. That's what it looks like to me. More people, more awareness, more good. I can see where your son gets his ambition. <laughs> I love it. I, yeah. The sound of that is amazing. And definitely one of the things that I know you've mentioned before that doing this is a step, but it also shows people that it's possible. Yeah. And that people can find you know, products that are made ethically or sourced sustainably or, or yeah. made with recycled products. And it can still be the thing that they want. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a sacrifice. It doesn't right. have to be something that you're giving up. It can be an active choice yeah. to make these changes in the world. And, and you know what? It shouldn't cost more to do things the right way. Right. So when we can start to swing that pendulum, so that it doesn't cost more to use recycled fabrics and it doesn't cost more to eat organically. That's like, that's a massive aspiration and it may not happen in my lifetime, but I promise that's not somebody knocking at the door. It, it, it like that's, that's, that's good. Right. That's like, it, it, it's, there's so much, there's just so much room. I agree. Excited to see it happen. <laughs> We're going. We're going. So before we sign off. Yes, sir. There's something that we have <laughs> that are called the goodbye questions. Yes, they're painful. <laughs> which you've seen before, which is different from, from what we normally do. Yeah. Um, and I actually don't have them in front of me, but I, I think I remember them. That's good. I'll help you. If not, if you don't remember, I'll ask you, then you can answer. <laughs> uh, so the first one is, what does doing good mean to you? Um, it, it means a fulfilled heart to me. Um, it, I think it's just, it's part of who I am. And, and look, I like to have a good time just like the rest of them. But if I can see people thriving and living their best lives and, and, you know, all that stuff, that's what it, that's what it really means at the end of the day. I don't, I don't ever wish bad on anyone. Um, yeah. and I, I really impart that same feeling hopefully to everyone that's around me. So doing good for me is like, you know, it, it's, it's, I guess the feeling is that it fills my heart, but the, the vision is that I see people surviving and thriving and succeeding. I'm, it's definitely showcased <laughs> here. Um, next question. Yeah. What one word describes what you're doing at Good Market? Awareness. How so? Um, I, I, I think bringing awareness to not just the stories, and I, it, it doesn't even sound right to say not just because those stories are amazing, but bringing awareness to how much opportunity there is out there to make things better. Um, I'm, I, I've been super fortunate in my life and, and I've had, just like everybody, problems and challenges and hurdles and all that stuff. But um, if I can let more people know how much good they can do as, as simple as buying a cup of coffee. Like everybody can be a part of it. If you want to spend a lot of money, you should spend a lot of money. If you want to spend a little money, you should spend a little money. If you don't want to spend any money and just be aware 
and go like use your own sweat and your own muscle to help somebody do something that's awareness. Like now you're aware, now you know what you can do. I think that, you know, it's funny, Bob Dalton and I have gotten to be good friends through the course of this. And, and he says a lot, a lot of times that there are people that want to do good. They just don't know how to do it. Yeah. And, and I think that's very true. And so if I can make people more aware of what they can do, this is an easy way. The store is an easy way. They can come in and they can see it and whether or not they knew that they were walking into a space um, to, to interact with product that was doing good before when they leave, they certainly do. Now they're more aware. Um, that might be the only thing that they're able, ever able to do is just come in and shop yeah. and that's helping people. Great. But if they come in and find out that, you know, they could uh, go somewhere and, and work with women in the Dominican Republic that are making jewelry or use a skill that they have that they never even thought was as valuable as it actually is that, I mean, all that is awareness. And there's a lot of it that's coming yeah. here. It's amazing. Crazy. <laughs> Next question. If you could say one good thing to someone, what would it be and to whom would you say it? I would probably say thank you, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be to one person. It would be to everybody in my family alive or not alive that supported me that believed in me growing up because i led a somewhat unconventional childhood losing a parent early yeah leaving college with one semester to go but i personally believed in what i was doing and i was fortunate then and i'm fortunate now with my mom that's still living my dad that passed away my grandmother that i was super close to my aunt, my uncle, my other uncle, just, I've had so many people that have believed in me. I'd say thank you to all of them for believing in me and giving me the courage to go do something, to not, not be scared of taking risks. Um, so it's not one person. It's, you know, I think it even, it even goes back to my wife and kids who I, I throw some crazy ideas at them all the time. And I, I mean, they keep me honest and they, like, they keep me in check and, and it's even, it's even thanks to them, honestly, at the end of the day. Sure. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. What is a good quote you think about a lot? Um, it's funny because I don't know if it's trademarked or not, but I love it. And I have a shirt that, that has it on it and I wear it all the time. Um, and it just reminded me of another one. So I'm going to give you two. Okay. The first one is do good. And, and, there's a brand out there that puts that on their shirts and I think it's super cool and I love it. And I think it's something that um, is close to me um, and it means something to me, but it reminds me of, and I have a shirt that says it, but it reminds me of another shirt that I've had folded up for a long time that said change is good. And I do think change is good. And um, for some reason, as many times as I've, cleaned things out, gotten rid of stuff. I've never gotten rid of that shirt. And it was actually John F. Kennedy that said change is good. And there's a longer quote that it's part of, but I think that that is both of those quotes at the end of the day, it, obviously it's ironic that they have good in them and, and good market. We'd even talk about this kind of wackadoodle way that we came up with the name good market, which is also yeah. another great story, but um, for another time, <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I never even realized that I had both of those shirts before this was even anything. Um, so, I, I mean, I'd leave it, I'd leave it at that. Change is good and do good. Both good, both good things. Both great quotes. Yeah. Easy to think about, hard to implement. Because change sure. is very scary sometimes. Change is very scary, but you know what? More people should be less afraid of change. Change is scary because there's an unknown. But guess like we don't know what's going to happen when we walk out the door today, right? Yeah. That's unknown. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Doesn't make us scared to wake up or it shouldn't. I believe there are people that are scared to wake up because of that. Um, And hopefully even we can help them with that. Um, Change is scary because it's unknown. But this was unknown. Yeah. This isn't scary to me. Look, at the end of the day, if, if good market was gone tomorrow, and let's hope it never is, but if good market was gone tomorrow, we've still positively impacted countless people because of what we've done and what we are doing today. Because we went into the unknown. Because we went into the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. We went into the unknown. Look, you and I wouldn't have ever met. No. Cool. And we like, I live for our conversations. It's always fun. Fast friends, I yeah. always learn. I always learn something from you, which is super cool. And, and I've said that my whole life, like learn something every day. Don't go to sleep without learning something. And, and I think that, you know, that it just all ties together. I don't know. It just, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's really great. Cool. It keeps you open. Uh, it should for sure. The last one is one that you, I, you've asked me before. Hopefully I'll answer the same way. Um, <laughs> because storytelling is, infinitely important to you to good market to what what we're trying to accomplish with it the question is if you can choose one person to tell your story yeah who would it be and why so before i answer because you've gotten to ask me this before you and i get to hear some really great answers to this question and and they are all over the board and they're always inspirational. But what I've never heard is your answers to that same question. Mine? Yours. So I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to throw it back at you. Because you've had a pretty killer story. In, in, you're not that old. <laughs> um, that's a really great question. <laughs> it's your own question. Like, I think it was you that said the stories tell themselves. The question asked itself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The first person that, that the first person that popped into my mind was my mother. And I think it's because her and I always were the ones that shared that love of storytelling. That's cool. Um, she's a teacher. She, she taught first grade for, I think, 20 some odd years and then moved into an interventionist where she was helping um, basically all the, the children in the school, but, um, she really instilled a, a love of storytelling. I, I remember the, um, all the books we would read growing up. Um, and she was always incredibly supportive of what I wanted to do with storytelling, whether that was building claymation like (laughs) and doing stop motion animation with you know legos or claymation or drawing or making 
little comic books or or whatever it was but she was always incredibly supportive about that and she's someone that has had a difficult life herself um and so i think she understands the nuances and the hard edges that make a life mm-hmm. important that that adds the uniqueness of it um yeah i wasn't ready for that one <laughs> i suppose it's my mother that would moms are great people aren't they they are my, my mom's like super cool i mean she's like it's funny and, and you'll appreciate this when the day comes that you will be a parent too. I don't think you can fully embrace and understand what a parent's love for their child is until you're a parent yourself. Sure. And it, I, I love hearing you talk about your mom because th- there's no question that there's a love and an appreciation that is, it, it's so different, right. From anything else. And, and you'll feel that fully when you become a parent too, and you'll understand it. And I think like, for me, that was sort of my aha moment. It's like, I grew up, I lost my dad when I was eight. Yeah. So it's like my mom and me just like figuring it out. And um, it's, it's super cool how like that relationship with moms is there. And, you know, I have a, a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for mine. We don't always agree, which is part of the fun of it. Yeah. Um, especially around election time, but that's for <laughs> another day. Um, but I will go back and I'll answer your story um, and, and, or answer your question about my story. Um, and this is one that I've thought a lot about because you and I've talked about this question a lot. It's one that we ask, um, you know, people when they're, when they're coming to join us, storytellers when they're coming to join us at Good Market is like about that story. Um, and in my mind, my heart and my mind have changed a little bit. And, and I think that at the end of the day, I would want my dad to tell my story. And, um, you know, my dad did, never knew me past eight years old. Right. And I have kids now that are going to be 13 in December. And, and I know what their stories are becoming. So he, there, there's so much that's happened from eight until now in my life that I, I believe that he has been a part of, that he has watched over. And, and regardless of your religious belief, I think that there is a spiritual nature to that that I know, I mean, he and I share a name, um, which is, has always been super special to me because I I felt like I've always had him with me. Yeah. uh, In a different way. You know, there's something very special about a name and, um, and and I believe he's helped me get here. And, you know, he struggled with depression and he struggled with anxiety. And I didn't know that until I was older and I heard my entire life, people tell me I was just like him and I was scared to death that that was going to be me. But then I was smart enough to go and talk to somebody and listen and hear and learn and realize that if that was me, that's okay. Like there are solutions for it. Yeah. And, and I think that looking now at where we are back, I think he would do a kick-ass job at telling my story because I think that he might've even learned something watching what I've done. And, and I just think, I think, I, I hope that he would be proud. I think he would be. And I, I just, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's anybody that could tell it better. So. That's really great. Two really good answers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, 
At least we didn't cry. Usually people cry. <laughs> Can't say I wasn't close, but yeah, there were, I could have taken the mom's story to the point. I'm probably gonna go outside and call her right after this. And start dropping my and, jeans. And you should. She's southern. Too. And you should <laughs> drop your jeans, mama. You talked about your grandmother, Mima. Mima. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, very excited to see. Obviously, what happens with the store. It looks gorgeous now. I can't imagine what it's going to look like. You know what? We're, in we're a couple of weeks. We're lucky. I, I, we got amazing people that are helping us with this. That are doing it because they believe in it, not because they're just getting paid to do it, but because they believe in it. Yeah. And and I absolutely count you among those people. That, that you know, people want to be a part of this because of their heart first, and it's going to look amazing, but it's going to look amazing because of every single person that touches every part of it. Um, the people that are working until 10, 11, 12, one, two, and don't care. The people that are taking calls from their car, the people that are on vacation in Tulum and responding and like, yeah. just, just go have a good time. Like th that's, what's going to make this beautiful. And, and I, it goes back. It's funny to hear you say that because it goes back to early on in my career before I spent my years at Saks, when I was at Dillard's, Mr. Dillard, who founded that company, was standing in front of a store that we had just opened. It was a big store and it was beautiful. And he said that he always believed that the only beautiful store was one that was full of people. And I believe that same thing here. Physically, this is gonna be a beautiful store. It's really gonna be beautiful when it's full of people that are learning, learning these stories, helping people do more stuff. That's what's gonna really make it beautiful. I agree. Cool. Great. Good stuff. Always great Thanks, talking man. to you here. You too. Thank you. Thank you.